Welcome to the Do Business Better podcast, the place for ideas you can implement to achieve prosperity. You'll get insights from successful business people on how they do business better. You'll glean tactics on creating a life and business by choice because we interview real business people who've done just that. Now here's your host, Damian Mason. Hello and welcome to the Do Business Better podcast. I'm your host, Damian Mason. Here is where we celebrate the self-made and we give you tools to help you be more prosperous, more innovative, more successful to create the life and business that you want. We've got a great guest today. His name is Ken Walls. Ken Walls is the founder and CEO of CSI. That stands for Client Solution Innovations. He's a social media guy, a sales-oriented guy, a marketing guy, and he's going to help you improve your visibility and your business uh, marketing because he's got a lot of brilliant ideas. Ken Walls, welcome to the show. Hey, man. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it, Damien. All right. So everybody's listening to this, you know, they're, they're business people. They might be farm owners. They might be uh, small business owners. They might be franchise owners. They are business people that want to up their game. Hence the do business better, uh, you know, podcast. And they, they look at a guy like you and they say, all right, what's this guy do and how can he help me? Because everybody obviously cares about themselves. We know that we know that humans really, really care about themselves and uh, that's fine. And that's what we want. We want them to be self-serving and that's why they're here joining us. That's why they read my books. That's why they keep up my stuff because they get something out of it. What's Ken Wall's story and what can you deliver to the people listening today? Well, you know, I always thought, you know, if you ever saw the movie, The Jerk with Steve Martin, um, how I love the way he starts. I was born a poor black child. I mean, but I wasn't. I was born a poor white child. <laughs> and, 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 and common. Well, yeah. I mean, and, you know, so my story is, I, I look, I was, I was raised in a very poor family and, um, and, and I remember going to school and seeing all the cool kids, a lot of farm kids. I grew up in farm country um, that, you know, they, they were wearing the Jordash jeans and the, and the, the, the Levi's. And, and here I was wearing just the cheapest jeans my mother could find from, from the cheapest store on the planet. And, you know, I kind of, I don't know that I ever got made fun of, but I, you know, I, um, I always felt less than, and, and something, something about that caused me to not tolerate it for long in my life. So at about seven or eight years old, I started pulling a lawnmower behind my bicycle and going door to door, knocking on doors saying, Hey, I want to mow your yard. And, and then negotiating a price and, and I would mow yards. I would weed flower beds in the wintertime in Ohio. It snows a lot. So I would, you know, I'd, I'd go door to door and shovel snow, but there was one thing about me that I've, I've actually spent a lot of time thinking about in the last couple of years. There was this one thing about me, even way back then, that made me go, and, and I, don't may, I don't know if it was intuitive or what, but um, I knew that I had to give back. So I would come across the little old lady that, that you know, I, I was charging five bucks to, to shovel your sidewalk and driveway, and, and she would want to give me a quarter. And I was like, just, you know what, I'll, I'll, I'll shovel your sidewalk for you. I'll handle it. Keep your quarter. 
thanks. I want to, you know, so I, I started way back then knowing that to make it in life, you got to be willing and able to give back to others. And, and that somehow, some way, the universe always responds. I, I don't, and, and I say the universe, call it God, the universe, Jesus, I don't care what you call it, but somehow it has always responded and helped me in, in, as a result of, of just being that good person that helps people. Yeah, you know, uh, first off, uh, you know, pretty modest means, and, and uh, the listeners know my story. You know, I'm the youngest of a big family, and my dad worked nights on the railroad as a railroad clerk, and mom and us kids, a few of us kids, ran the farm. Didn't come from anything. We weren't well-held farm people. You know, we didn't have like nine generations. We were first generation. Uh, my dad actually bought the little scrap of ground that we had based on an insurance settlement he got at age 21 because he had lost his arm as a little boy. So he literally, wow. you know, gave his left arm for the farm. And so we got into this thing in a very blue collar sort of way. And, you know, I worked in factories. Uh, I was a landscaper and it's not, you know, he said about you being picked on. I don't, I don't even go that route. And, you know, there's people that do have a chip on their shoulder, rightfully so, because they were, you know, ridiculed because they didn't have the fancy stuff. I'm not going to go down that road. What I would say is I always just wanted more. And it's not because of greed for money. I say, like I say in my book, Do Business Better, I want money, wealth, not for the ability to go out and flaunt it, wealth because of the independence it buys you. Yes. You know, Ken, when you have money, you can turn down jobs that you don't want. You don't, you know, if, for instance, if I hate winter, I'm not going to go and shovel snow, uh, you know, for money now because I don't have to. But there was a time when I had to. So it's like you're yeah. talking about. So how do you look at money now? I mean, that's an important thing. How do you look at it? You know, do you have a healthy relationship with it? Dude, it's freedom. I mean, it's, it's, it's freedom. You can't, I mean, look, I, um, <clears throat> I, I made incredible money. I, I, I may have mentioned to you, I don't know. Um, but I'll mention it now, you know, in, in, in high school, and I did have a chip on my shoulder. There was a lot of craziness going on in my house growing up. And, and, and I, I, um, I may or may not have been approached by a couple of police officers at 12 years old. So we, we won't even go down that road. But, <laughs> I spent most of my teenage years in, in some sort of trouble. And, and so in they said, Hey, um, you didn't get a biology credit in 10th grade. And I'm like, I know I hated that. And they're like, well, you, you gotta have that graduate. And I, I'm like, and I tried negotiating. Right. And, and that didn't work. Um, and do, I'm not dissecting frogs ever again. So let's just move on. And, and they didn't see it like that. So I, I ended up leaving and saying, you know, I don't need this. And I, 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 you know, I had always worked since I was seven or eight. I got my first job at an Italian restaurant cleaning trash dumpsters at 11. Yeah. And, and so I've always worked and worked hard and I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to go work and I'll figure it out. Some, and, and, and honestly, I think about it. I, I don't know that I'm not sure that I put that much thought into it really, yeah. but, but I went out and I worked hard and ended up working in a factory at the Honda, the Honda plant in Marysville, Ohio. Yeah. And at 18 years old, here I am making 50 grand a year, 30 years ago. So that was insane money back then. Right. Yep. And, and so I just, I, man, I went out and I just worked hard and I started a relationship with money years before that. And that was this, I knew that money 
bought respect. It bought self-respect and it bought freedom. I'm not one of those guys that flaunts and, Hey, look, check out my Ferrari and, right. and all that. I, I just, I'm not, I don't have a Ferrari. I've never owned a Ferrari. I may own one someday. I don't know, but I'm not there yet. Right. Yeah. You know what? Uh, I, I make that point. Well, I've made the point in my book also that when I was when I was working there at the factory, you know, you're young, you're a 19 year old guy. And I thought someday when I'm starting to really do well in my corporate life, cause I figured I always have a corporate life. And then I guess I thought, well, maybe I won't have, maybe I'll have my own business. You know, you're 19, you're 20 years old. My yeah. picture of success was I was going to have a, a cool house somewhere. Uh, and I was going to have a Mustang five Oh convertible with a Damien P license plate. And you know, <laughs> what's interesting is I could have all the 1988 or 1989 Mustang five Oh convertible. I mean, I could fill the garage with them, not being arrogant, but let's face it, they ain't worth that yeah. much. <laughs> so yeah, yeah right. four or five of them, but that's yeah. not my picture of success. And besides I don't even like those cars anymore, but I sure as hell thought it was neat back then. It's yeah. nice that you're, picture of success evolves, but yeah, now more so I look at freedom. And like you said, I look at the independence when the phone rings and somebody wants me to take on a project that is not appealing uh, right. or a job or a speaking engagement that is not where I want to be or not for the money that I want. I just say no. And that's right. the benefit that everybody listening to this program can say, that's what I want to yeah. you know, We get past our, our, background, we get past some of the chips on our shoulders and all that. And we say, what is money? And like you said, it is freedom and to, to plow your own course and continue to create your life. And so, you know, I talk about money. Uh, I've made my wife a money person. She's not that way, but it's because we have a constant dialogue, not constant, like we never talk about anything else, but I'm right. saying, Hey, next month, the revenue looks like this. It'd be a good right. idea to take some of that and invest it over here. Uh, pay down some uh, debt that we have on some real estate over here. Um, right. You know, that kind of thing. And that's critically important. And I know there's a lot of folks that say, I just don't like talking about money. I don't like talking about money. I just want to, I'm a project person. I'm a creative. And I would say, great, go down to the nearest city park, sit on the park bench and be a project creative person and get real damn comfortable. If you don't want to be in talking about money, cause you're going to be sleeping there. Yeah. It's money, true, man. Money is why we have our businesses beyond, you know, other things about fulfillment and, and uh, our creative endeavor, but without having a handle on it, it's always a struggle. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you, man. Totally. Tell me what Client Solution Innovations does, Ken. Well, we do, um, we, uh, you know, I started the company a long time ago. Um, I, I built my first website in 1994 Whoa, wait a minute. People didn't even know there was such a thing called the internet. Al Gore right. was just telling the world that he invented it. And people are like, what the hell is this yeah. thing? You, know, you built a yeah, website. Him and I invented it together. <laughs> yeah, you, you and Al Gore. But I, I built, you know, I built my first, I, I, I've always had like at 11, I bought a, 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 a an old computer and, and learned a Commodore 64C. I, I started learning how to write code. I bought books on how to write code. And so I was kind of, it was a, a way to, um, you know, looking back, I, it was a way for me to kind of remove myself from the environment that I was living in, if that makes any sense. And, and, you know, so I, I, I started getting real creative with that stuff. Then I built that website. I built a couple of others, hard coding them. And, and I've always just played around with it. Well, you know, um, <clears throat> I don't know how personal I can get on your podcast, but I'll, I'll just, I'll just go there. But I, 
you know, I'm a recovered alcoholic with 16 and a half years sober. And, and prior to that, I was a raging idiot alcoholic, like bad. And, and I built wealth in my twenties, a lot of wealth and, and, and literally pissed it all away and, and became homeless and told a billionaire he didn't know his head, his, his head from a hole in the ground and all, all this other stuff. Right. This dude I worked for in how'd Seattle. That, hey, how'd that work out? It, yeah. Right. I ended up homeless. <laughs> right. So, so like, you know, I, 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 um, in 2002, I don't even know what happened, but you know, we'll call it God. And, 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 you know, I, I was sitting on a bar stool and, and something happened. And, and that was the day I said, I can't live like this anymore. And I went and got help. And, and I learned, you know, first off, it was the hardest thing I'd ever done because literally at that moment I was, I had two Mercedes. I had the big house and in, in Muirfield village and, and which is part of uh, like where Jack Nicholas's signature golf course is. And, yep. and, you know, I had all this stuff. I had a company and I was the president of, and I really, from the outside looking in, it looked like, I, man, this dude has it going on. I mean, he's, you know, rolling in a Benz and everything else. And, and, um, you know, looking back, that was all surface stuff. I was trying to hide what was really going on. And that was the, the alcoholism thing. Right. So, um, I, you know, I had this huge spiritual epiphany and, and I realized that, that I had just screwed up my entire life and the common denominators were me and alcohol. And I, I figured, well, I'm not getting rid of me. <laughs> so I'll get rid of the alcohol and see if that, and it, and it has, it's tremendously. And, and today, you know, back then, dude, for, for, for all those years, I lived as the most self-centered, self-focused, egotistical maniac on planet earth. And, and when I got sober, everything changed, man, everything, my, my, my direction in life became less about me and more about helping other people. Yeah. And, and yeah. And it's kind of been magical. Okay. So the comeback, the comeback on you and business. Uh, so there you are, it's 2002. You say, I gotta get my, I gotta get my shit together and, uh, you get help and then you, 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 you get, you get booze out of your life. And then what about the business? What happened then? Well, I lost everything. <laughs> Mercedes. I literally, the, I, I, I was sitting in my, I'll never forget this. I was sitting upstairs in my office, one thirty in the morning. The relationship I had with this lady um, was ending and I was doing everything I could to hang on to everything, including the business, everything. But everything that had worked for all those years so well stopped working. All of it. It was like a ball rolling off the table. It just quit working. Yeah. And I'm like, why? I was doing millions of dollars. Why did it stop? It's the same. I'm doing the same exact thing. Mm -hmm. it, 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 now I look back and I think, you know, Garth Brooks has, has a song called Unanswered Prayers. And, and I can remember like, like thinking like, okay, now today it's like, okay, that song applies because some of God's greatest gifts are unanswered prayers. And because back then, dude, I was like, God, please help me keep my Mercedes and this relationship and, and this, and this, and this, and it was all materialistic stuff. And, and I, you know, I look back now and I go, 
man, if I, if I would have kept all that stuff, I wouldn't have my two beautiful daughters. I wouldn't have my amazing wife and I wouldn't have the company I have right now. So like, you know, what changed for me is I, I got out of my own way, man. I, I literally in my book, um, I, I, I wrote a chapter in it called surrender. Like I had to surrender man to something outside of me. It's powerful. So you, uh, you start up again, uh, you, you're, you're sober and you've been through a hell of a setback and then you start up again. And that's when you decide I'm going to, uh, create a thing called uh, client solution innovations and I'm going to teach marketing to people. Is that how this worked? Well, I, so I started in 2002, um, a friend of mine, his wife was being held hostage in her website. <clears throat> She's a realtor. And these two guys wanted $10,000 from her to do all this stuff. And I said, well, I could do that for you. It's simple. I'll do it. And she's like, well, yeah, but they have my domain. I said, well, we'll move it to a new domain. No problem. I'll do it. And, you know, and dude, so I did it overnight. I stayed yeah. up all night working on this for her. And the next morning she was in tears. She couldn't believe it that I had converted, I changed everything for her. And I wasn't even in the business. I was just doing, I was literally homeless, staying with a friend of mine and his wife. And, 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 and I'm like, well, that's one way I could earn my keep here is I could just rebuild your website for you. So I did all of this for her and she still handed me $2,000. And I said, no, I can't take that. And she's like, you have to, you just saved me $10,000. You have to take this. And, <laughs> and you were living and you were living with her. And I was living with her and, and yeah, my, and my buddy. And I'm like, I'm like, I, but I can't You're you're putting me up for free. And she's like, not anymore. Here's $2,000. We'll charge you rent. And, and I go, well, that's, so then it's like, well, wait a minute. If, if she needs help with her website and marketing stuff, there's gotta be other people out there. So then the Mercedes Benz dealership locally, I discovered they didn't even have a website. Well, I built you know their website. And, they, and they had your, they had your slightly used cars that they had taken back. No, I hadn't. Yeah. Well, that's true. But they have those been auctioned off slightly used. Yeah. So, so yeah. And so and that's where I bought them. But like, so I go in and talk to the president and I'm like, yeah, I can get you up to the top of Google. And he goes, what's Google? And I'm like, Oh dear God. So it's before Google was even a thing really. Sure, right. So, you know, I, I just started doing it and then uh, and, and I did it freelance. Like, you know, I, I was just a freelancer. CSI didn't even exist. And, and then I went through some other stuff with an ex-wife and, and it's a long story, but in 07 when I formed CSI and, and, and that's when I said, okay, I'm going to take, I'm going to, because again, remember you take the, um, alcohol out of alcoholic, you have, all you have left is the ick. So here I was, I had all this ick that I had to deal with. I felt, I, dude, I, I, I literally was like, I was so insecure about everything in my life. Uh, I, like everything. I didn't believe in myself at all. Yeah. I, I, I just, I, and, and so I get to, um, you couldn't drink up, you couldn't, you couldn't drink up your courage and, uh -uh. Uh, and then you've gone through, you've been through the mixer and there yeah. you are, you're, you're a mess. You're, 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 you're climbing back. Yeah. And then, and then what? And then that's when I said, all right, I'm going to start a serious business. I had stopped freelancing, tried getting sales jobs here and there, and I did great at it. I just, 
I, I, I'm not employable. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense, but like, I, I'm just not, you know, typically, um, I butted heads with, with, with people. I just did. It's cause I, you know, I was always the best salesperson in the organization, but they didn't like that. I marched to the beat of my own drum and they always tried to get me to conform to their corporate standards. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm outselling everybody by the way I'm doing it. What the hell's your problem? Right, and that's the old thing of uh, it's the old thing of they can't stand the fact that they can't just look at the numbers and results. They've got to get caught up in their own little methods and methodology and systems, yeah. formulas, and more importantly, their rigid routines. Yeah. We're talking to Ken Walls. He's the founder of Client Solution Innovations. He's a smart dude. He writes books. He trains people on how to market and how to be more successful in their business through marketing because he has so much to say, we're going to make this a two part website uh, podcast. And what we're going to do is we're going to cut now because I know you have things to do dear listener. And I'm going to let you go do that. When we come back in part two with Ken walls, we're going to talk a lot about what now happens and how you can use some of his teaching on creating a better presence for your own company. And then obviously some other lessons he's learned and all his setbacks that you can apply. And you know what? It's the old thing of learn from somebody else's mistakes rather than your own. And Ken's going to do that. You're going to stick around for part two, aren't you, Ken? I'll stay right here, man. All right. And if somebody's only listening to part one, if they need to find you, where do they find you? KenWalls.com. Ken walls like the thing that you're looking at kenwalls.com all right walls.com and you can download my business card from there it's a digital business card and my cell phone number is even on there call me up give me fantastic a all right that's ken walls this is the do business better do business better podcast till next time